Hi, and welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that as you listen, you will be both encouraged and challenged to step into what God has in store for you. Here's this week's message from our guest speaker. It's good to see you. Where were you in the first service? Did you sleep in? Be honest, who slept in? All right, good. God bless you. It's all good. It's good to have a sleep in once in a while, isn't it? Um, It is wonderful to be with you. I haven't even started and they're crying already. It's amazing. Uh, It's wonderful. We've had a great week uh, with you. We consider this uh, one of our favorite places to come. And I I say this, I told you guys uh, last night and even Friday night, I talk about you guys all over the world. And uh, because God's doing something very unique here in this uh, city and in this church. Amen? Uh, If you were here Friday night, Friday night we talked about the power of difference and how God wants to make a difference in your life, and he calls us to be different. He doesn't want us to be the same. He doesn't want us to fit in. He wants us to be uniquely fitted and designed uh, to do something extraordinary. He wants you and I to be set apart, and uh, that's part of the whole process of holiness in our lives, is that we're set apart from the world. We're different. We're not called to fit in. We're called to be different. And when you're in difference, when you walk in difference, God puts his grace on you and you become something that you wouldn't even think you would become. God wants to make you different. Say different. The second uh, night, last night, we talked about an Antioch church, the, the power of being an apostolic church, that God wants to put a grace on a people to do something supernatural beyond even what they could even imagine, that God has a call for specific churches. I get to travel to some of the largest churches in Asia, 18, 20,000. I'm supposed to go to one that's 50,000 people, and they're massive churches, and I go to small churches. I was just in a church of 50, 60 people. So I'm no respecter of churches. I love all kinds of churches. I'm about building the church. But there are churches that God puts a grace on that he wants to do something different with. He wants them to become an influential church. Not just a church for a city, but a region. Come on, listen. And a province, a nation, and then the nations of the world. Can you believe that God wants to do that through you? Amen, Gary. Come on. Come on, let's just give the Lord a clap. Pastor Claude told me, he said, you may not say amen, but you're going to clap. So come on. Mennonites clap. Amen. Listen, God wants you to get a vision that you can do something significant. That God could use you as a training center where people would come from all different parts of the province, all different parts of the world. And you begin to train them, equip them in what God is doing in your lives, what God has done in your life. That you would preach Jesus, but more than that, the Spirit of God, the prophetic anointing that's on you. That you would bring aliveness and an awakening to a generation. Come on, that's what God wants. And so the question now becomes, well, how is he going to do that? Well, we know it's all about vision, and God works through vision, but I want to give you some thoughts this morning, three thoughts, really, just three thoughts, that if you'll do this, if you'll individually do this, you're going to see greater things in the next 10 years than even what you've, what you've seen in these past number of years. Like I came when, I, when you guys, in 2014, you were 300 people, roughly, and now look at what God's done in six years, seven years. Come on, God can do even greater things. Do you believe that? 
Listen to this scripture in Romans chapter 12. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. I, and don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, listen, God always has something better than we could ever imagine for our lives. He has things that he has predestined for each of us to walk in and to fulfill. When you, when you were just a little guy or a little girl and you were born, God knew that one day you would give your heart to Jesus and you would let his spirit come in you. And he already knew that. He knows, he's knows, he knows the beginning and the end. And the Bible says he predetermined, he predestined you to walk in some good things. He's predestined, not to just go to Tim's every morning and get your cup of coffee. But he's predestined you to do something with your life. As a church, he knew that in 2020, you would be in this building this morning. He already forecasted it. He already set it in motion. And he's put a plan together for you to walk in. And that's the purpose of God. Now, uh, I want to show you this little guy right here. That is my grandson. He is precious, isn't he? He is the best-looking baby. He's a Gerber baby. Come on, that little kid is awesome. And he, he, in the midst of my heart attack, I was able to spend three months with him just every day. We have a little routine. We go to a mirror. I put him in my arms and I sing to him and he giggles and looks at me and he just kind of looks at me and I just tell him how much I love him. And then we just, he doesn't do much at this point, <laughs> but it's enough. So that's my grandson. Uh, I want you to read this scripture with me. We're going to read Romans 12 one and two again, but we're going to read it from the message version. So everybody look at the screen and let's read with me. Okay, ready? So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Hey, just stop right there. I didn't say this in the first service. God helping you. Remember that. It's not you helping you. It's God helping you. Watch this. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, Fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this moment, this time. We just pray as we look at this scripture. Lord, speak to us, challenge us, encourage us, build us up, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, it's always, if you're going to do something for God, the first thing that you always have to remember is that you've got to place everything, everything you have and do before God. Listen to what he says. He says, take your everyday, your ordinary, listen, you're sleeping. Maybe God wants to visit you in the night. You just say at night, Lord, I place my sleep before you. 
Help me sleep, Lord. Some of you might need to say that. Others, Lord, give me dreams. Speak to me in my sleep. God can do that. Come on, this is what he says. Place everything. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life. Place it before God as an offering. You see, the Christian journey is all, has always been about surrender, giving all of your heart to him, giving all of your life, letting God touch every area of your life, letting him change you into his image. Being spiritual is not a lesson. It's not singing a song. It's not even being in a particular place. But it is a vibrant relationship with the person of Jesus Christ and living by the Holy Spirit, letting Him lead us by His presence. That's why we come to church. We don't come to church because it's the thing to do. We come to church because it's a place of surrender where we give our day, we give our next week to the Lord and say, Lord, work with me, be with me, help me this week. How many need help in your work? Come on, how many need help in your marriage? Listen, when you come to church, it's not just so, okay, who's going to be worshiping today? No, 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 it's God. Here's my week ahead of me. It's the first day of the week. Lord, I surrender it. Lord, I need help. He needs help. My husband, help him. Speak to him, Lord, right now. I'm sure my wife prayed that prayer a number of times. So we've got to do that. We've got to give ourselves, be intimate with him, willing to lay everything you are at his feet. Here's the question this morning. What's yours? And what's God's? What's yours and what's God's? What are you keeping that you need to set before the Lord? You see, an offering always meant surrendering something of value. This morning as we took the offering up. Did we take the offering up? Yes, we took the offering up. When you took the offering up, you gave something of value to the Lord. You surrendered some of your work, your time this week. You put a priority. You give your tithes and your offerings. You put a priority. You say, Lord, I'm surrendering that. That's the whole purpose of tithing is to let the Lord know that, hey, I gave my life to working, but you get a part of it. You get my best part of it. We're oriented. Listen, every one of us, we are oriented to worship. If you're not worshiping God, you're worshiping something. But we are oriented to worship. We are oriented to the vertical. God wants us to be vertical in our work, in our life, in our surrender. We're created to worship him. When, what are you willing to give to the Lord this morning? What, are you, what, are you, what have you been holding back? What is the Lord asking from you and for you to speak to this morning in your life, this week, as you go into your week? The second thing, if we're going to be that people are going to make a difference, if we're going to be an Antioch church, you see, let me get back to, I, I just felt like the Lord just dropped this thought into me. You're about to do some significant things as a church. You know, there was a group of people here that uh, before you all showed up, there were a group of people that laid the foundations of this building. They, they gave their money they gave their time, they gave their energy to see this building built. And they anticipated that it would take maybe a number of years before it filled up. But you all came. Some of you came in the last two or three years. And all of a sudden, everything that was in their heart to do, 
God has blessed it. Now, have you figured you're too small? The building's too small, right? You can't go to 10 services. So now the dream is, hey, we gotta go, we gotta go forward. We've got another piece of land. Listen, it's time to surrender. It's time to, if you're part of this next generation, it's to say, hey, God, we're building for my grandson. You see, I've gone through two building programs in my church. When we first got to our church, we were just starting to build, and there was a call to give, and so we surrendered. My wife and I said, okay. And we did it because of our son, because our son was two. And we had a dream that one day our son would be standing on a stage worshiping God, leading worship. And today he's 26, and that's exactly what he does. And now we're giving to another building program. We just gave to a building program. We've got another second campus, and we're giving. And now my son is now giving to that because he's got a son that he's believing one day will stand on a stage, I hope so, and worship the Lord and and preach the word of God. Come on, it's all about generations. What are you willing to surrender? Here's the second point. We've got to be people who will influence culture rather than being dominated by culture. Listen what he says. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Have you noticed that there is a battle in the culture for your faith? There's a war going on. Culture is trying to get us to think a certain way, act a certain way, believe a certain way. But God calls us to think a kingdom way. He calls us to let our character be shaped, not by the opinions of man, but by the, by the word of God, by, by what God says, by what his kingdom says. When we pray, we say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're asking him, Lord, shape us with your kingdom. Lord, we want to have a culture that is the kingdom of God, not what society says. Come on. We said last night, or actually on Friday night, uh, the movie What a Girl Wants. says, you know, he's the, the, one of the, the boys says to the girl, he says, why are you trying to fit in when you were born to stand out? Come on, let's not fit into the culture. Let's shape the culture. Let's change the culture. Let's, let's show the culture that the kingdom culture is the way to go. That the, when you get into the kingdom, your life changes. Your, your marriage can change. Your, your destiny can change. Listen to what Winston Churchill said. He said, to each there comes in their lifetime a special moment when they are figuratively tapped on their shoulder and offered a chance to do a very special thing, unique to them and fitted to their talents. What a tragedy if that moment finds them unprepared or unqualified for, what, for that which could have been their finest hour. Hey, perhaps this morning the Holy Spirit is just walking through the congregation and he's gonna tap you on the shoulder hey, you're up. It's now. Listen, you have, a, you have an opportunity to shape your children's lives in a way that only you can do. Come on, dad, you're up. Mom, you're up. Hey, businessman, come on, you're up. It's your turn. I, I, I've, I've fitted you. I've prepared you for this moment. Now is your moment. Gospel mission. 
Hey, I fitted you right now. I, I'm getting you ready. I'm preparing you. I'm putting gifts and callings and ministries in you because your time is now. Come on, you're, you're Mennonites. Say amen. amen. Come on, you're, it's your time is now. Don't wait for 10 years from now. Listen, can you believe that in the next 10 years, you will do greater things you will, you, will, you will go further and farther than you could ever go. Come on. Come on, that's the call of God. That God can take you further and farther than you could ever go. We've got to stand strong in our faith. We've got to be people who will not allow the enemy to discourage us or cause disappointment or get, you know, get just so off-focused on, on crazy, ridiculous things. But we would stay on mission gospel mission. We're going to preach Jesus. We're going to live the life of faith. We're going to live the life of the Spirit. We're going to see people reached in every part of our nation, every part of our city, every part of our province, every part of our nation. Come on, in every part of the world. That's the mission. We've got to stand strong. Listen, don't allow the culture of the day to turn your heart away. Don't allow the culture of the day to turn your heart away. Keep your heart focused on God. And then the third thing he said, if you're going to be a difference maker, if you're going to be an Antioch church, he said this, focus your attention on God. Listen to what he says. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what he wants from you, and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. You see, many issues and problems we face are rooted in spiritual incompleteness and an inner God emptiness, a God absence filled with things, worries, and cares of the world. Filling the inward void requires more than we can think with our brains or feel with our senses. It requires an intentional move toward God. Come on, church. It requires an intentional move towards God. Listen to what he says in this passage. I'm going to break it down. He says, he says uh, uh, don't focus on the outward. Focus on the inward. Allow an internal work of the Holy Spirit to have his way in your heart. In other words, don't focus on the outward acts so much as the inward attitudes and the heart issues. You see, it's easy to judge the outward, but it's a little bit more difficult to work on the inward. But if you'll work on the inward, if you'll let the Holy Spirit kind of keep working on the inward, how many know the outward change? The outward will change. And then he says this, read, readily recognize what God wants. In other words, the Holy Spirit is the one who prompts us. He's the one that convicts us. You know, my early days of travel, um, before I started flying, uh, now I've most of it, I just, I fly all the time somewhere. And, uh, but in my early days, I would drive. I would get in my car and I would drive. And sometimes, you know, we're talking maybe five, six, seven hour drives sometimes. Uh, going down to New York State and, uh, and Ohio, usually that's close enough where I would take a five hour drive. And so a lot of times I'm driving home and uh, they have these signs where deer cross. They call deer crossings. They know specifically at that point they have to cross. And so... Um, 
uh, so, uh, you know, they're all, they're all over New York State. Well, I don't, I'm not necessarily thinking about deer. And so a lot of times this has happened. It's happened to me five times now. Um, I'm driving, I got the music on, I've got cruise control on. In New York State, you can go 70 miles an hour. So I'm going 70 miles an hour, and I'm not even thinking anything. I'm just thinking about getting home, uh, you know, and I'm just, I'm not even praying. I'm just, just kind of driving. And all of a sudden, I have this prompting, deer. And so, you know, you just kind of grip the wheel a little tighter. I take off the cruise control, and instinctively, this has happened to me five times, I turned a corner, and there's a deer right in front of my road, right in the middle of my road. And I just have enough time just to kind of get over, and it's like slow motion. I'm driving by, and that deer's doing this. It's looking at me. I mean, that's how it is. It's just kind of that way. And, and, and what is that? That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit prompts me, and I, and I, I move off. And, and, and it just happened. My wife and I and I were driving uh, down to o- Ohio, and uh, I said to her, you know, we're not even talking. We're just kind of just driving and, and uh, maybe listening to some music. And, and I said to her, you know, this is, I, you always got to be careful for deer here. I'm going to slow down. Turn, just put my foot on the brake, slow down. And sure enough, five deer ran right in front of me. She goes, look at that. I said, I hear from God. <laughs> Listen, God wants to speak to you. Come on, God wants to speak to you. You can be at a restaurant. I've had this happen. God speaks to me at a restaurant for my uh, waitress, and I end up talking to my waitress. I don't get my chicken, but I talk to my waitress because God wants to speak. Listen, let's obey the promptings of God. God wants to speak to you. Readily, he says, readily recognize what he wants. Sometimes God just speaks, even in conversations. This week, Pastor and I were talking and uh, he was saying, oh, God's speaking to me. And I was saying, oh, God's speaking to me. We're just having a conversation. It wasn't planned. It wasn't thought out like, Claude, I'm speaking to you from God. That wasn't it. We're just talking. But God's using the conversation to drill something into our spirits. See, readily recognize. And then he says this, quickly respond. You see, I found this. Oh, immediate obedience is always better than delayed obedience. Once you determine that God is speaking to your heart, let's respond quickly and watch what God will do. Listen, doors will open, opportunities will come, relationships will be healed, God will transform things, he'll, he'll open things that you could never imagine. And then the last thing he says, he says, let the Holy Spirit mature you. In other words, let's not be so immature like the world. The world is so petty. The world looks at little things and nee, 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 nee. have you ever got around people like that? You know, they just said these little things. There's nobody in here, but you know, people out there. You know, they just think about little things and oh, that wasn't right and that wasn't right and 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 God's saying, hey, look, just let the Holy Spirit mature you. Come on, it's all about you maturing. Let's th- let's not think on the little things. Think on the big things. People are dying. And really, honestly, they're going to a place they shouldn't go. And that's our priority. It's not just thinking about all these little things. Well, that song didn't go over too well. Man, I didn't get moved by that song this morning. Come on, that's not, that's not what God wants. Come on, let's believe that God can do something. In 2000, I found myself in Israel I was on staff at a church. You know, all my life, or at least all my married life, my wife and I have been in two churches. 
We were in one church for 12 years. I, was, uh, I worked on, on, on that church. I did many different things. I was, I was actually cleaning the toilets at one point. And, uh, you know, I was involved in a bunch of ministries there. And then I became the senior pastor, took that church over for a few years. And then we moved to where we currently are. We've been in Hamilton for 24 years. And so, you know, we were in that church, uh, still in that church. I was on staff for 16 years. So I've only known two churches, and I've been serving the Lord, uh, whatever God would want to, me to do. I did all kinds of things in that church, and I, I would do anything to just help build the church. And that was my focus. In 2000, I found myself in Israel. My pastor and I uh, and, and his wife, we got to do a pastor's tour. At the time, you paid $500. It was all in inclusive, flights, hotel, and food to go to Israel for 500 bucks. That was pretty awesome. I wish they'd do that today, but they don't. Um, and so I'm in Israel. My brother-in-law is with me, and so we're in the same room together. And on two occasions, I woke up with visions. Five o'clock in the morning, uh, God woke me up with a vision. I saw the first vision. I saw Asian people. And so in my limited understanding, I said, God, touch China. Lord, send people to China, Lord. Lord, we pray for revival in China. My brother-in-law is like, dude, it's five o'clock in the morning. Be quiet. I was so broken. I was interceding. The next morning, woke up, same thing, but I saw worshiping Asians, and I saw, I thought they were like Filipinos. So we had some Filipinos in our church at that time, and I was over the missions department. So I'm going, God, touch China and the Philippines. You know, send people, Lord. And I, you know, I'm praying that. That afternoon, we go to the garden tomb. And so we walk into the garden tomb, and I hear music playing. And I turn around the corner, and there are 35 Asians worshiping God. I was like, huh, I just saw this. And I started crying. All the pastors went ahead. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I was broken because I'd just seen this in my vision this morning, that morning. And, and so one of the guys walks up, and he goes, who are you? I said, I'm a pastor from Canada. I saw this in a vision this morning. He goes, Come on. And he brings me right into the middle of these 35 <laughs> Asians. And they're like, who are you? I go, I'm Gary from Canada. And they go, want to take communion with me? And so they give me communion. And I take communion. This is a holy moment. And then they say, Lord, send him to Asia. <laughs> they pray this prayer on me. Send him to Asia. Now it's 2000. Now I'm busy in ministry. I'm, I'm involved. Our church is growing. We're just having a great time. And I have, that is out of my mind. I have not even a clue about Asia. I'm not praying for Asia. I just had these two visions. I'm thinking God's just birthing missions in me. I'm the missions pastor. We have a, a missionary family in Cambodia in 2015. I'm traveling now, and I feel like I got to go over there. So I raise some money, and I go over to Cambodia. I spend two weeks in Cambodia. I have this amazing time in Cambodia. And at the end, it's, that's like middle of December. I come home. It's the New Year's Eve. I'm in my church, and I'm worshiping the Lord. My pastor's preaching on vision because that's what pastors do on New Year's Eve. And so he's preaching on vision. And in the midst of his in the service, he says, what are you saying yes to? And the Holy Spirit said to me, Gary, will you say yes to wherever I send you? And I said, Lord, I'm English. What does that mean? You see, my mother only cooked with one spice called salt. My, my diet was meat and potatoes potatoes and meat, chicken and potatoes. That was it. 
like various forms of that and pancakes on Pancake Tuesday. So my diet was very restricted. I would be considered a very picky eater. But I said, Holy Spirit, yes. I'll go wherever you want me to go. In that moment, about a half hour later, I get a text from a friend, just an acquaintance actually. I just met him. And he said, hey Gary, I feel like the Lord just spoke to me that God's going to open your ministry to Asia. I said, okay, cool. What he didn't know was 2016, I was going to Japan twice. I was going to Cambodia. I was going to Laos. And I was going to Singapore. Now, in 2017, I found myself in the nation of the Philippines. The first church that I was preaching in, they handed me communion. And as I held the emblems, I went, I've been here before. And that that vision and that experience in 2000 came to my mind. And I heard the Lord say this, I never forget. You might forget, but I never forget what I promise and what I speak into your heart. At this stage of my life, I spend seven to eight months a year in Asia. We're getting on a plane tonight, today. We're going to fly home. We're going to go to Florida for eight days and just sit with my grandson. And then we're going to Asia. We're going to be two weeks in Asia. Going to come home. Going to do some stuff here. Then I'm going back to Asia. Every month I'm going back to Asia. Virus or no virus, I'm going back to Asia. Listen, readily recognize what he wants to do in your life. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Father, this morning we just come to you and we thank you for your grace. Lord, we come and we want to place everything we have before you. Lord, we want to be people who will be shaped by character and gifts that will influence our culture. And Father, we want to focus our attention on you, your Holy Spirit speaking to us. I pray for every person here today, Lord, that this message would go deep into the well of their heart, that it would be a transformation moment. If you're here today, maybe a friend invited you, you've been coming for a few weeks, but you would be honest and say, Gary, first thing, I, I really haven't even invited Jesus into my heart. And I need to invite Jesus into my heart. That's the first point of surrender. Or maybe you have kind of been in church, but you've really you know, fallen away from, from really serving the Lord. And you'd say, Gary, I need to give my heart to Jesus. If that's you this morning, we do this every weekend. I, I'd like to just give you an opportunity to just as an act of surrender, put up your hand and say, I need Jesus. If that's you this morning and you'd like to receive Jesus, would you just put up your hand quickly and nice and high so I can pray with you this morning? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Maybe on the balcony, just put up your hand nice and high so I can see. Thank you very much. Don't be afraid. 
This is a moment in your life where maybe the Holy Spirit is touching you, touching your shoulder. Anybody else? Just quickly. Don't be afraid. Just not, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Look, at if you put your hand up, just keep it up nice and high so I can just see. I, wanna, I just want to pray with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like everybody to pray this prayer. But what I'm asking those who've got your hand up, I want you to pray it. Just open your heart this morning. And the whole church is going to pray it, but we're going to believe as you pray this prayer, Jesus is going to come in. And it's going to be the start of a great, great journey. Let's all pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Change my life. Change all that I am. I surrender. I give you my life. Forgive me of all my sins and come into my heart. Change me and transform me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the GMC podcast. For more info about what's going on this week, check out gmchurch.ca. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week.